Welcome to Digital Garden State, a podcast by the New Jersey Health Information Management Systems Society. The New Jersey Chapter of HIMSS would like to thank their current 2022 corporate sponsors, Business Automation Experts, PKA Technologies, Renner Brown, and ServiceNow. Welcome to the New Jersey Health Information Management System Society podcast series, where we discuss emerging trends in healthcare technology and their impact on our industry. New Jersey HIMSS is a consortium of healthcare professionals, providers, and vendors who are committed to promoting constant improvement in the use of information technology within the healthcare industry. I am your host, Brian Welsh, and I'm a board member and president-elect of the New Jersey HIMSS chapter as well as the Manager of Clinical Information Systems at Hunterdon Healthcare. And today I'm joined by Arturo Peralta, the Director of Populations Health and Health Information Exchange Systems at St. Joseph's Health. And we will explore the topic of change management, specifically how it relates to the interactions between information technology and information systems. Welcome, Arturo. Thank you for uh, joining us today. Thank you, Brian. First and foremost, I would like to thank you and the NG Hymns chapter for letting me participate in in this podcast. I will surely try and do my best to provide information that can help fellow members and hope that our topic can assist the organization's change management program. I also would like to put a disclaimer that there's no one-size-fits-all policy and that each organization will have to localize the information that I'm providing to meet their organization's need. My healthcare IT experience started in 1991 to present as the Director of Population Health uh, for St. Joseph's. We're looking at about 30 years of experience implementing and supporting health IT solutions. My experience covers hospital, ambulatory, ancillary systems, population health, health information exchanges, where I sat as on the board, the patient portal, and now currently installing a consumer digital framework. I'm currently serving in the NJ Hymns board, as Brian mentioned, uh, and also is the co-chair for NJ Hymns Security, Privacy, and Compliance Committee. And as a member of the IT management team at St. Joseph's Health in Patterson, We continue to identify and develop programs to improve efficiencies and productivity for the organization. Cool. Um, So you've got a lot of experience and I'm sure our our guests are very excited to hear what you have to uh, what you have to offer in this category. So, again, I really appreciate you being here um, and taking the time to meet with us. So. The first question that I've been asking in this series is, what does change management mean to you? So I know there's a lot of different, um, you know, there's a lot of different definitions out there. And as you said, every organization is different and it's, there's no one size fits all. So from your perspective, with your background and and what you're doing at St. Joseph's, um, what does change management mean to you? So change management, the program is to up to me is the control of any installation or any alteration to hardware, network, security, 
applications, procedures, or environmental facilities which add to, deletes from, or modifies the service delivery environment. And in the hospital case, uh, impact to existing departments or implementing new doctor's offices or solutions. Wonderful. So I think that's a great definition. And I think, um, you know, that that aligns really well with our topic today. So really want to talk about, you know, IT's involvement, um, not only from a technology standpoint, but also from the software standpoint. So, you know, I think it's important that IT is involved in change management processes uh, when the organization is looking to do that. So I really like, you know, you to talk about and maybe share your experience of how IT, um, the importance of having IT representation at a change management board, um, as well as at a maybe a senior leadership level as well, to offer those insights into into change throughout the organization. Yeah, so change management really is St. Joseph's, at least at St. Joseph, is really change management for the entire organization, right? Uh, this will have an impact to not just operations, it will have an impact to bottom line and also patient safety. Uh, so it is really important to have a change management in place uh, in a process of for planning, coordinating, implementing, and monitoring changes affecting any production platform within the information te technology control, right? So in response, mm -hmm. right, it is important that having IT involvement, it's uh, in response to customers changing business. What so? Because normally we will get a request and say, "Okay, we want to implement this," but in reality, was there a business case that were ever open and looked at, and does it apply to the current infrastructure? Right, changing business requirements while maximizing value and reducing incidents, disruption, and reward. That's really important. Another important feature of having a change management process is to ensure that changes are recorded and evaluated and that authorized changes are prioritized, planned, tested, big one, tested before implementing, documented and reviewed in a controlled manner. As you can see, so Brian, you're smiling, so I'm sure you've seen that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think, uh... I think our audience and, you know, you and I both can relate to the testing piece. That is a huge component. Um, sometimes we see that, you know, changes are pushed forward because it's a, it may be an urgent need or, you know, there's something happening. But like you said, without that testing component, it's really hard to push anything into production and, and ensure that it's going to yep. be effective. Agree. So... That's a great point, you know, talking about, you know, there's all these benefits, right, for change management, testing being one, as we've, I think, talked about a lot right now. So I think what are some ways that IT can really help 
organizational leaders and maybe not even the leaders, but the staff themselves understand the value of, you know, change management, understand that, you know, the ITIS resources really do take on that almost consultative role when looking at new processes, workflows, and yeah. systems. Um, so let's start with the organization leaders. Uh, then we go to the IT staff. So the first thing that IT can do uh, as far as change management is really setting the expectation and providing information and education uh, so that uh, the organization understand the level of risk and impact that's going to be coming their way if change management was not implemented, right? A good example, and and I'm going to give you uh, the level of categories, right? So a high category can be a large number of customers that's impacted with key business processes disabled with a financial impact of the change could be or exceed $10,000, right? That can be considered a high impact. A medium impact will be the same but will be less than $10,000, and a low impact, same, will have minimum impact with a cost of less than $10,000. So once you added those figures or the impact, and we haven't even put safety issues here, then people will understand this is something that needs to be done. Okay? And then... That's a... If you don't mind, if I can just cut mm-hmm. in for a minute. Um I think that's great to put an impact level and, and have those definitions. Who, in your opinion, is the best um, group or individual to set those impact levels? Is that something that the IT department does, or is that something that you know senior executives would say? Unfortunately, set? when it comes to change management, uh, IT takes a lot of roles when it comes to th- a lot of the impact statement that we do the risk right because uh, right. it's really we're the one who feels it we're the one who understand it but definitely in collaboration with the business side and operations right so we're going to need those we're not just going to be able to project numbers we can uh we can work with our fellow uh, consultants that uh that helps us because some some of these change management processes, you can also hire a vendor or a company to do it, and they will provide those assessments. Because uh, most of the time, similar to security, you, we don't really have a lot of ex- expertise within the organization. So hiring a a vendor also will be able to help in this process. That's a great point. I know there's a lot of organizations, especially some of the smaller ones too, that may leverage those resources mm-hmm. uh, that are out there. Um, so you were you were speaking about the organization level before, but I know there were some other. Um, you know, you wanted to take a deeper dive there. Yeah. So 
So, so the next one is really, and uh, this is something that I think we started and we matured at St. Joseph's uh, when it comes to how do we know that the IT staff uh, are able to collaborate and, and understand the impact of the changes that they're making, right? Because we're so focused, each department is so busy and focused on doing their piece and, and they want to do it right. But at the same time, no one's looking at the bigger picture, right? So having a change management yeah. committee is really key especially when it comes to communication. And, 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 and that change management committee that I'm speaking to really consists of people primarily of IT management teams where the IT staff can present their requests. This is also a place where the CMC or the change management committee coming from different disciplines will review, authorize, or reject all changes introduced into the IT environment either through the test or production system, right? Definitely needs to be tested. But even before that IT request is made, the IT requester, and in this case, the IT analyst, must be able to present that they did the following, right? That they spoke to the, the department. Because in most cases, the, we have an analyst that's responsible for certain areas of the hospital services and, and so forth, right? The first thing is, operationally, does it make sense? Do we have buy-in? Oh, who made that request? Is there justification, right? The second is, once we get justification from that department, does it need physician buy-in or clinical buy-in? Right? So it needs to flow all the way to finance. So you got the clinical impact, you got the financial impact. So that, all, all that assessment needs to be done. And feasibility studies, how long it's going to take to implement something like this. How, what's the ROI? So it's not even just going to a committee to say, hey, we want to do this. A pre-study assessment needed to be done. Then you can go to the committee and the IT committee now can say, okay, if we do this, what's the impact to the clinical systems? What's the impact to the financial systems? What's the impact to the network? What's the impact to the population health systems, right? So from there, that group in that committee will assess and will either accept or reject the request and, and go back to the requester and say, this is why we rejected or we approve. This is when we're looking to implement. Because we also need to look at, do we have the resources to do this? And I think that's a wonderful point. You know, the impact across the board is, can be significant. Um, so to have that representation and to have those conversations 
throughout the process, even before it gets to, you know, a change committee is, is imperative. Um, one thing that, you know, I've noticed in my career is that the infrastructure side of the house and the application side of the house speak very different terminology. Um, so you have your, you know, your network team and your server and storage team speaking in very technical terms, but your application analysts who are very much in line with the clinical staff and sometimes come from the clinical world don't always understand um, what's being talked about and vice versa. So in your experience, what are some ways that help the either team, you know, understand each other better, uh, the importance of each other's respective areas and how, you know, a software change may impact a technical requirement or vice versa. So there's different ways to do that. Uh, One thing that we do at St. Joseph's is uh, we do lessons learned. So in, in order for each department actually can present what they do, and how, what's the impact to the organization? Lately, we have a lot of security discussions and lunch and learns and quite in the quarterly meetings because of cybersecurity threats, right? So, but before we even have a, okay, each department or discipline will present their cases. What do they do? What is it for? So I, I think everybody in the department now is really clamoring on the fact that, okay, I do this, but how does this get impacted? So that information that they receive in those lunch and learn is vital. So that's one way to do it post-implementation because sometimes things gets away from us after implementation. But even when we are doing uh, studies, on starting a project request or business justification, it really should start from that piece where you have security involved even at time of contracting, right? Then you now have a technical call involving both IT analysts from all disciplines getting in a call so that they get a full understanding on what is needed uh, in order to accommodate the, uh, the, the new implementation, right? How much space do you need to do this? How many years of data do you need here? Then the clinical folks are going to say, oh, we need three years worth of data to backtrack so that we can see archive in history. Then that's when your technology folks or hardware folks will come in. Okay, you got this much data. This is how much space we need. And this is, if we're going to accommodate moving forward for the next 10 years, we need this much. And is there any room for growth, right? So those are really part of, we need to get that in the beginning of the process, not to react. And while we're close to implementation, uh, when close to go live, then that's when we start reacting. Because a lot of those should already be included on the financial and budgeting process, right? Because most of the time, and and that's why change control is important, you can't set up a private office, put in a desk, 
putting the doctor, the staff in place without IT knowing the cause of implementing a solution. It just won't work, right? So if not, you'll stay in paper. Yeah. So, so, the, so what you need to do is really get everybody once that planning is occurring to get everybody involved to do a financial an analysis and our OI so that when we get to that point of understanding impact, we know there's a budget that's going to be, uh, we're going to be able to tap into. That's, you make two great points there. One being, you know, the clinical data and how that impacts all the way down to infrastructure. Um, I've had my fair share of migrations and, um, you know, new implementations, as I'm sure you have, where towards the end of the project is when we start talking about oh, how much data do we need to store? And I think when you look at that in the beginning and you can project that out, you can really show you know, what you're going to need over that long term to give you that ROI. Um, and additionally, I think the, the other great point you made was the fact about the office. I, I think in today's day and age, there's not one thing that we do that IT doesn't have involvement in. As I think as simple as, like you said, putting a desk in an office, if you don't have the right network drops and you don't have the right, you know, wiring in that office, it's not going to, you can't put a computer in there. So I think those are really great points and, and things that sometimes often get overlooked. Um, so unfortunately, you know, as great of a conversation as this is, we are coming up on the end of our time with one another. So um, I'd really love for you to, you know, do you have any, any final remarks, any lessons learned, recommendations that our members could, could also take away in addition to the rest of the, the great information that's been yeah, provided? Yeah, so really, it's really having a good uh, change management program uh, that will definitely make or eliminate downtime, unnecessary costs, through monetary or manpower, and in the world of healthcare, to avoid any patient safety issues. That's really the bottom line. Wonderful. And I, you know, I tell my staff all the time as well, at the end of every server, at the end of every computer, every mouse, whatever it is, there's a patient. So the patient safety aspect, I know you brought up multiple times, and I think that's that's key. So I really appreciate you taking the time, Arturo, to meet with us today and provide your insights to our members. Um, it was great having you. Um, and that wraps up our discussion on change management in information technology and systems. And we hope that you've enjoyed it as much as we did. We look forward to our next podcast in this series on change management. Um, as a reminder, please check out all of our podcasts for interesting information technology topics on your favorite podcast platforms. And on behalf of our guests and the New Jersey HIMSS chapter, we thank you for listening and hope you have a wonderful day.